What if you could be doing something smarter with your money that creates income now? If you're wanting to get ahead financially and enjoy greater freedom of choice, if you want a comfortable retirement and you know you'll have more choices if you can do more with your money now, if you've wondered who else is creating ways to make their money work for them and you want actionable ideas with honest pros and cons and no fluff, welcome to the Richer Geek Podcast. We're here helping people find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. I'm Mike Stoller, and in this podcast, you'll hear from others who are already doing these things and learn how you can too. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Richer Geek. Uh, today's guest, Brent Bowers, he's an uh, investor and coach with a focus on buying and selling vacant land. More importantly, eight years of uh, service as an army officer. Thank you, sir, for your service. And uh, as you know, all of us people that have served, uh, we spend a great deal of time away from our family. Uh, when he got out, he wanted to make some changes in order to be more present with his wife and children. So he began investing in real estate. That's what we preach, right, everybody? Uh, so this was a way for him to support his family while having more time to spend with them. And in a short period of time, Brent was able to expand his business, hire a team, and spend more quality time with his family. And now Brent helps others and other investors learn the ins and outs of buying land. What's up, Brent? How you doing? Hey, really good, Michael. Thanks for having me on the Richard Geek. I just got to put this one disclaimer though. I was in, I was in the military eight and a half years, but I did have fun for about four of those years while I was enlisted. So I just wanted everyone to know I wasn't an officer the entire time. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? You're one of the few that uh, went both, did both. So you got more respect from uh, the enlisted while you were an officer, I bet. Yeah, but less respect from the officers. I know. You know what? They always say, you know, it's like, you know, how you can tell someone that went to the academy? No. They'll, they'll tell you. Oh, that's <laughs> so true. Or West Point. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's the, just make a show around. Let's, let's just bust on some officers. <laughs> they'll tell you. That's all right, man. Well, thank you for your service, bud. You too. I miss I miss that camaraderie. Just always messing with my fellow brothers, whether it be officers, enlisted, mm -hmm. sergeant majors. You gotta give them a hard time too. That's right. That's a, exactly. Be careful. Be That's careful. well. I, I was enlisted the whole way. I, I went in for the GI Bill. That's why I went in. Um, but uh, anyway, let's talk about land. So, a lot of people know about single family, multifamily. You know, because that's all over TV, you know, the fix and flips. So how's investing in land differ? You know what? You asked me kind of what I was looking to do on the show. Mm -hmm. I think let's just get on HGTV. Like that's my <laughs> goal. I'm just going to put it out there to, to the world, to God. Um, but how is land different than multifamily, than commercial? Um, I've dabbled in so much of it. I think it's because it's all we're, we're all entrepreneurs. We call it shiny object syndrome, but it's a reason why we're entrepreneurs. Because like if if we can make money, we're gonna we're gonna be interested in it. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess why I love land so much, and the major difference is, I mean, there's really five reasons, but it's super simple. It's 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 easy, and there's virtually no competition. Um, 
And why is it easy? Because there's no foundations to fix. I, I bought a 19 unit apartment complex. We spent 140 grand on the foundation. And that's underground. That's not even kitchens and bathrooms, like what women like and what why people <laughs> want to rent it. Um, but the land, there's nothing to ever, there's no roofs to repair. There's no sewage. Like I had a, um, a rental house. We, we lost a tenant for three months whilst pumping sewage out and replacing the entire basement. Mm. Um, and then why is there virtually no competition is because, you know, I was guilty of this as well. We drive by land every single day and we don't look twice at it because there's no way to make money on it, right? Mm. There's, no, there's no hotels, uh, there's no apartment complex, no storage units, there's no way, nothing to rent out and make money unless you get it at a crazy discount and you either flip it to a builder, wholesale it, it to a builder, or you buy it at such a massive discount and turn around and sell or finance it to somebody. And that's my whole game. I love the passive income that gives me the, the time freedom uh, because I'm, I'm paid 115 times a month for my land deals. Every single, almost 10 times a day sometimes, we, we've built up 115 uh, notes doing it and we've done it, we've, we've financed it via flipping land and wholesaling land. So mm. I guess that's the difference to answer your question in a very long way. Well, and, and the best thing is no tenants. <laughs> yeah, no tenants, no trash, oh my God. termites, no rodents, no rats. No, you know. uh, yeah, yeah, oh. I, yeah, I know. I, I used to like people until I had tenants. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, people, kind mm. of. Um, so, you know, yeah, let's talk about... Um, you know, it's very appealing um, when you do seller financing. You know, it's the same thing with what we do uh, a lot with, you know, uh, lease owns and things like that with the single families. Having that type of note is really good because you, if they don't pay, you get it back. That's right. That's right. You know? And, you know, I love that lease option because we, you know, there's such a huge pool of people that can only make payments. They're not walking around with tens of thousands of dollars. And what you're doing, you're serving lease options, you're serving business owners and commission people with the lease option. They lock in that price for a year and get their, get their credit straight, get a down payment and get it bought. So I love lease options. It's very similar to what I do with land. Mm -hmm. how, how easy is it or hard is it to get into land? You know, it's, and, and that's one part of the question. And then the second part is, uh, how do I find it? You know, yeah. no, great question, actually. And if you don't mind, I'll explain exactly how I started 2016, just became an army officer, um, a second Lieutenant. Uh, I moved out to Colorado Springs, Colorado, and I had already wholesaled a few houses, um, by knocking on doors with people that were in notice of default Liz pendants, but I didn't have time to do that anymore with, uh, when I was, you know, now full-time army officer on base about 12 hours a day, also just had a brand new baby, uh, wanted to see my wife, things like that. Uh, so I started mailing and I was mailing the tax delinquent list for houses and I wasn't getting too far with it because I had to go meet these homeowners. I had to go sit on these dirty old couches and mm -hmm. sit in these stinky cat pee houses. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I just decided after hearing a guy on a podcast talking about land and how he's like flipping it overnight and three Xing his money. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like a light bulb went off. I was already mailing the tax delinquent list only houses though. So I mailed <clears throat> what I thought was a tax delinquent list. Uh, it was actually the County held tax delinquent list. This was like inefficient land parcels that no one was buying the tax liens on, but I mailed 687 landowners 
a postcard that said, hey, and this is in El Paso County, Colorado, Colorado Springs, where Fort Carson is at. Mm-hmm. Said, hey, I'd like to buy your land. Call me if you're interested. I pay all cash. I close click. Well, my phone melted. Like it, it rang off the hook. And that first deal I did, the guy told me, I didn't even have to negotiate. It was a retired CPA. He said, just take it for $285. It's yours. So I, I, I was like, do you mind if I look at the land? Um, he had told me it wasn't buildable. So I drove out and looked at it. And I didn't know what it was worth. I called the real estate office right down the road. The realtor that answered the phone on the Saturday was very familiar with it. She understood why it wasn't buildable. And she made me an offer for five grand and ended up buying it from me four days later for $5,000 and had it under contract for 285. I called the seller on the way home. I said, can I meet you Tuesday and give you the check for 285? And you gave me the, he gave me a quick claim deed. I don't do that anymore. I learned the hard Mm -hmm. way. Um, but I brought that quick claim deed, the land title, and had my $5,000 check on Wednesday. Um, and that's, that's how I found the land. I didn't have the 285. I was nervous. That's why I had the buyer lined up before I even paid for it. So it was really easy for me to get in, it started. I had no money and no time. And most people have at least time or money, one or the other, but I had neither. <laughs> so if I can do it, most people can. It's like the easiest barrier of entry. It's like the probably the easiest way to get started in real estate. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you mentioned something about the quick claim and why you learned and not to do it. Explain to the listeners why you don't do that anymore. Yeah, I buy on a warranty deed now because yes. I want that seller. And I use title companies too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want that seller to warranty any liens, encumbrances, mm-hmm. any issues with that land, a quick claim deed. Michael, you sold me a piece of land. You gave me a quick claim deed. You quit claiming it forever. I can't come back to you if mm-hmm. it's a $157,000 IRS tax lien or you know whatever. Like You are not warranting anything. A, a, a warranty deed, you're warranting it from the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. If there's any issues with it, you are, re- you are legally responsible. And then there's special warranty deed where uh, you can get only the, from the time you've owned it. So uh, I don't want to, that's not what the show's about, but yeah, don't buy things yeah. on quick claim deed unless you're getting a crazy discount like I did for $285. But I did have a title company run an E&O, like owners and encumbrance, mm-hmm. just a quick title search, but I didn't buy title insurance because it's $285. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of, it's not, not a lot of risk there. No. Um, now, do you look at any type of land? You know, there's, um, you know, the farmland. There's, you know, you can you can buy some land and say, hey, you know, farmers, you can farm it. You know, uh, is there anything you look for, or do you just look for land? You know, is there have to be some type of driver next to it on like why? You know, I, I want to buy this land because I can see in the future that it might be something for houses to be, or do you just buy? Is there like criteria that you have when you look at land? I'm very broad on the criteria. If I can get it at a discount, there's usually a way to guarantee that you will make money, whether it be all those things you just mentioned, you're on the path of growth where, you know, Hey, I heard Tesla's coming in Mm -hmm. or Facebook's coming or Amazon. Like we're on the path of growth. Let's sit on it and hold it for a year or another one we just bought, we could build 38 townhomes on it. And the seller held back 
half of the loan, $600,000, 0% interest for one year, like stuff like that. Um, but my, the stuff that really gets me excited um, that I just see so much potential in, I love the stuff on the outskirts of the city. And I'm telling you, like, God bless everyone that got sick with COVID, but it changed my business with land because people are pushing out of the city and that stuff. I, I mean, I bought 117 parcels of land in the middle of nowhere in Arizona and the stuff has tripled in value since I purchased it. Uh, just because people are trying to get out and just get away. They're not going to Disney world. They're not trying to fly um, things like that. Uh, but my goal is to get it at such a massive discount and be able to turn around and sell or finance it to somebody that's that can afford a monthly payment because that gives me now passive income, time, freedom, a note where someone's got to go to work every day to pay me for that land. You still have the Arizona land? I do. I do. Well, I don't, I don't own all of it. I've sold almost uh, 100 and, 111 of them on, on a contract for deed. Wow. Yeah. Cause you know, of course my, I, you know, ears kind of perked up because, you know, we may be looking for some land to uh, build a hotel or something here in Arizona. So it's uh, on route hmm. 66. So let's, let's talk route, route 66, baby. Very there close we go. for us. It's like in the middle of nowhere. I don't know uh, <laughs> how good of a hotel, but Hey, I'll talk with you all day. We can there maybe we buy it back <laughs> from these guys. <laughs> there you go. Um, now you start buying land, you know, one of my worries is because there's no income stream and you have a payment, are you, you're buying cash. So is it through investors or you just, are you getting loans? Are you getting hard money? How are you getting these lands, this land? And then are you worried about, okay, now all of a sudden I, now I have taxes. Um, are you trying to flip it or do the lease prior to, you know, the payments coming up? Cause that's kind of my worry is uh, yeah. there's not an income stream. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I have no competition in this business because no, because people, because most people don't see the, uh, and it's, there's two types of genius and I'm not calling myself a genius whatsoever. There's Einstein E equals MC squared. Mm -hmm. And then there's this guy that's so simple. Like this is so simple. It's pure genius because there's not much to it. We're buying it at a discount and we have a buyer lined up already that it's going to give us a down payment for the purchase price that we're making for this property. Mm -hmm. So for instance, that, that second land deal I did, I bought for $500 and I already had a buyer lined up on Craigslist that gave me 500 down, $500 down and $400 a month. Now I have a note. So mm -hmm. there is income coming in and then we prorate the taxes. So if the taxes are $1,200 a year, we collect hundred dollars a month and we're, we can use that money or we got the money until the tax payments due, and then we pay it with the Amex and get uh, Sky Miles. Um, so it's all these cool things we can do. Um, but out of all 115 notes that we currently have, and I haven't done all this by myself, I have a team that helps me with it. Mm -hmm. But all the 115 notes, we have zero debt on all of it. Uh, we just paid off the debt on three of them. We did a subdivide where a hard money lender lent me the money mm -hmm. and we, we sold all three on contract for deed and we had to get $40,000 down for each one of them to pay off the loan. Um, so that's kind of how we do it. Um, and I don't do a lot of subdividing. I'm more in the volume business, but there's no lending on any of it. Now, have I gotten lending on it before? Yes. I'll borrow, for instance, I'm buying a, a piece of land that's worth $30,000 
in the, in the, on the outskirts or maybe in the mountains, mm-hmm. I borrow $10,000 to buy it because that's what I'm paying for it. I'm getting it for 30, 33 cents on the dollar. The land's worth 30,000. <clears> and let's just say mother-in-law loans me money at 6%. So I, I'm now paying my, mom, my mother-in-law uh, on $10,000, an interest rate of 6%. And now I find a buyer that's going to give me like three, four, five, and preferably $10,000 down, but it doesn't always work that way. I'll just sell it as fast as possible because of what you just said, I don't want negative cash flow. Mm-hmm. I want cash flow coming in. So I get a down payment of $3,000. I get a payment that's higher from my buyer than what's owed to my mother-in-law. And my buyer is paying me 9% interest on 30,000. So it's really just an arbitrage. And I just mm-hmm. continue, continuously do it. And I get my mother-in-law paid off as fast as possible. That way it's free and clear money. Because and, and I try and go as long as possible on these terms. There's a reason why the banks do 30-year mortgages. They know people move every five to seven years. So it's pretty much interest only for the f- first five years. So I can triple what I'm going to make on a piece of land by offering a mortgage. And it's going to get me paid longer because that's one of the big things that people ask me. Well, geez, I love rentals because uh, they're, they're never going to get paid off. They're going to rent for me forever. Well, a 30-year mortgage is quite a long time too. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it is. Um, all right. If you're a first-time land buyer, give me three tips for buying land that maybe me and the, the listeners don't really consider. Yeah, absolutely. First tip is, I mean, I just talked about it, like running a proper title search and getting title insurance. You know, if the land, like I have a rule of thumb, if it's over five grand, I'm getting a title insurance policy. If it's literally five grand or more, I'm getting a title insurance policy, you know, running a title search and seeing what's going on, making sure that the chain of title is correct because, you know, land, like there's a book written about like like land selling three or four times in a day in California. Imagine how messed up that chain of title is for that land. If uh, Frank and Mary Smith don't deed it over to Brent Bowers correctly, or maybe Mary Smith dies and it doesn't go through probate. So use a good title company Mm -hmm. to transfer the land. Number two, Talk to planning and zoning, see what's allowed to be built there. You know, what are the restrictions? What are the setbacks? Like, you know, is there a road going in? Do you have, do you have legal ingress and egress, AKA access, just getting in and out of the land? Um, And, you know, are, can you put a septic system on it or do you need to be connected to the uh, sewer system? So that's more than three tips, but you need to know all these little things. And the sad thing is, is I learned it all the hard way. I learned it by doing deals. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, you know, that's, that's the thing with, I always tell the listeners that are trying to get into anything is get a mentor, get someone that's done it, you know, don't do it on your own because there's, there's the two of us that people can learn from our mistakes, you know, by reaching out to us so that they don't do it. Um, because, we, we've all made mistakes, you know, we've all been, you know, and we've learned from it, but we've also had our mentors. We've, we've developed our team. And so please, yeah, uh, people, uh, you know, and I've harped on this before, do not do it alone. You know, you're not that good. You know, you may strike, you know, it's like playing the craps, you know, you might get lucky once or twice, but you're going to fail. 
and uh, you might as well spend the money to learn from the experts and, and people that have gone before you so you don't have to screw up like we did. <laughs> but um, now, you and I are both veterans. And uh, I, I see a note in here that I'm particularly interested in. How can veterans in particular get started in investing and why they might want to explore what option? What's, what's out there for veterans? You know what? There is so many options out there for veterans. I mean, I bought, I mean, I've now purchased oh, one property. Two. I've purchased five houses now with my VA loan. And you can always refinance. Uh, there's no cap in Florida now uh, for a VA loan purchase. Um, as long as you're moving, I believe it's 60 miles apart. Like a, a, a veterans, I mean, anybody listening to this, if you were a veteran or are a veteran, you know, I learned it quick when I was in Germany for, or I had a house in Germany for three years. I wish I would have got to stay there for three years. I was in Afghanistan multiple times and Spain all over the place, but I paid that German landlord over $42,000 in US dollars uh, and rent that I will never get back. And the United States government gave me that rent and I mean, I, it's not like I can, could have went and bought a house on the uh, European market, or maybe I could have, I don't know. But $41,000 that the government just gave to this German landlord, if you're in the United States and you have the ability, be a good steward of that money. We've all heard the story of the, 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 the talents, you know, the, the master master gave uh, one, one of, one of the, the stewards uh, the talents and he went and buried it. Well, mm -hmm. my master wasn't too happy because he brought it back. And then he gave another one, uh, one of the servants, these talents, and he brought it 10 X. The master was very happy. And then the other, the third servant brought it and he only doubled the money, but the master was still happy. But when he was upset was the guy that went and buried it and did nothing with his talents. Um, so be good stewards. of. So that's the first thing I would say to veterans buy a house. Oh, well, I'm going to be PCSing in three years. So there's property managers. Well, what if the rent doesn't cover the mortgage? So what? You're gonna you're gonna spend an extra hundred or two hundred dollars a month on an investment that one day is gonna pay off in thirty years, and it's also gonna appreciate. And then you can also use depreciation to write it off on your taxes. Like there's so many good things. It's a forced savings account, but it's better than a savings account because it gives you a higher yield than a savings account, even higher than four percent. And I'm no financial wizard, but uh, I virtually still don't pay taxes. I didn't pay taxes when I was in the military with my rental properties. So mm -hmm. that's the, the first recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's the biggest thing is, is, you know, why everyone should diversify into some type of real estate, you know, whether it's, whether it's land or commercial or, or homes, multifamily is that depreciation is very, 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 very nice. And uh, you know, the way that we can make a lot of money and depreciate things and it goes passes through to your personal income and it allows you to save on that that Uncle Sam bill at the end of the year. It's, it's just wonderful. And, you know, a lot of veterans think that, well, you know, the VA loan can only be on your main house. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the misnomer, the, the myth out there. It's like, well, you know, I, I have VA on my personal house uh, and I can't do it anywhere else. And uh, so I, I recommend everyone kind of looking at the, the new laws and the laws out there regarding the VA loans. Uh, yeah, you may I be still surprised. 
VA loan and I rented the house out. It's now rented. I think you only have to stay there one year. Mm -hmm. um, but if the government moves you, that's your caveat. Like that's, you show those orders, they're not going to take the house from you. Like the VA, as long as you're paying the mortgage, <laughs> they don't give a darn. That, that's right. You know, they're, yeah, the, the VA is into doing other things and not being a landlord. Um, they don't care. You know, that's kind of the same way that, you know, with the banks and people think, you know, every time they buy rental houses or lands, it's like, well, I can't put it in LLC. I have a mortgage on it. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm not your CPA or attorney, but put it in an LLC people. Yeah. Um, and if the attorney tells you, no, you can't do that. Then talk to another attorney. Yeah. It's get like another mommy attorney. and daddy. We, get, we <laughs> ask until we get the right answer. We want. <laughs> that's right. Well, Brent, how can people find you? You know, you have a lot of knowledge. Uh, you have a lot of knowledge to pass on. And I'd love it for the listeners to be able to get a hold of you so you can uh, teach them and uh, be a mentor to them. How can they find you? Yeah, thanks so much for asking. I actually just, uh, well, I say just about eight months ago, launched a YouTube channel. If anybody goes on YouTube and searches Brent Bowers, uh, you're going to find a load of stuff like talking about military, how I was in the military. And, you know, this is what allowed me to get out of the military, the land business. Mm -hmm. um, it allowed because I when, once I replaced my income, I mean, ultimately, all you have to do is replace your expenses and now you're financially free. So, yeah, search uh, YouTube, Brent Bowers. I'm also a wholesaling ink coach. Uh, I'm their, their official land coach, and I, I'm really uh, proud of that. So you can find me on Wholesaling Inc. as well, their podcast. Um, but there's, there's a couple places. Perfect. And uh, LinkedIn, are you on LinkedIn yet? I am Brent Bowers on LinkedIn, or maybe it's Brent L, <clears throat> excuse me, L Bowers. I've been talking too much today. <laughs> That's all right. Well, Brent, thank you so much for coming on the Richard Geek. We appreciate you having uh, the time to, to be with us and share everything you know about land. Uh, have a nice night. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for tuning in to the Richard Geek Podcast, where we're helping others find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. For today's show notes, including all the links and resources from our show and more information about our guests, visit us at www.therichardgeek.com slash podcast. And don't forget to jump over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Share with others who could benefit from listening and leave a rating and review to get the podcast in front of more eyes. I appreciate you and thanks for listening.